Welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast with your hosts Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runchuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game. Presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast. We are back again. Sadly, we have no mic, but we do have two very special guests. So I, I think everyone will be excited to see the uh, the Super Vegeta Brothers back on the podcast. What's up, guys? What's up, buddy? Hey, it's been a minute, man, but it's good to be back on. Always a pleasure. Heck yeah. So uh, for those of you new to the show, new to listening or new to Hermit Style, uh, we have hopefully video on right now. We're going to see if it'll it'll work trying to get the YouTube channel on. But yep. at least on my screen to my left is Giancarlo and right under me is Sublet. Um, yes, sir. So yeah, we uh, there was a ban list drop today. Eban. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, surprise Eban. I was not expecting that first thing when I woke up this morning. Yo, me either. I like slept in late too. I was up real late mm-hmm. and I like I, my phone had blown up. I was like, yeah. why is my phone blowing up right now? And I opened up the Discord and I literally couldn't even keep up with the messages coming in because it was just like everyone was like oh 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 what's going on (laughs) and i was like trying to read and they kept messaging and it like would auto scroll to the bottom i was like you guys gotta chill (laughs) like i I don't even know what's happening but yeah right i woke up i saw it and i just immediately started deck building i was like oh shit (laughs) okay we're back in we're back in the hiatus over we're back in there yeah this was the one morning i've ever i've actually woken up (laughs) early i was awake when the ban list dropped Ah, hear that, guys. Oh, ah. oh right mm. back asleep afterwards, but it was worth it. It was worth yeah. it. Here, here come the conspiracy theories of sublet working with Bandai. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. This game would be so different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right, Jimmy. Yeah, Caplo limit, uh, limit one on it. That was actually just a cover story the whole time. It's yeah. the perfect cover. <laughs> yeah. We we gotta do it. I'm sorry. We gotta do it. <laughs> that's that's all invoker support, guys. Yeah. So uh this episode we're not gonna have the traditional hermit style format. This is just a special extra episode. Uh just yeah. to you know, it's an emergency podcast. We have to drop it to let you know what's going on with this ban list. So we're just gonna discuss it, talk about what cards were hit, uh what cards were taken off the list. And uh, just our our thoughts in general, how that affects the format. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'll do a rundown, I guess, of of everything here listed from from the Dragon Ball site. So, the ban list drops on September third. We had already known what the ban list was going to be. There were a lot of complaints from the community, and Bandai did did listen to a lot of them. So here we go. Now add it, and this isn't in replace of. This is add it to the ban list. We have Belmod Double Devastation, Mercenary Tau. What is his name? Unequal to Assassin <laughs> something? I don't know. Sorry. It's blurry on my computer. I can't read it. Yeah. The Red Free Play Tau. Uh, yeah. We have Bardock the Resolute, Sun Goku Power of Legend, and the reboot Mecha Frieza Leader that, uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> it's, uh, just like the old one. <laughs> just like the old one, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So they First are leader they had to hit twice. <laughs> <laughs> so they are banned. Uh, and then limit it to one copy per deck. We have King Piccolo, the new ruler, and Janemba Bewitching Blow. And then Aradad, we have the Dark Broly Gang. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've mm. got Demon Realm Ravager, Uncontrollable Berserker, and the new Mass Saiyan, all Aradad. We'll go over those in a second. We also have Planet Vampa and Planet Tuffle, both planets on there, and Young Invaders. Mm. And then, Oh, no. I'm sure you're so sad for that. Yeah. yeah. Very sad. Very sad. And then uh, unbanned <coughs> off the list. Have we ever had an unbanned before? I can't remember. Yeah, go ten, go ten. Yeah, oh go yeah, 10. yeah, yeah. We did have go ten. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But second card to ever be unbanned: Universe mm-hmm. Nine Assemble, which was technically Hard. never even banned because yeah. September third didn't come yet. Pretty much uh, didn't need to be banned in the first place. <laughs> yeah. it's it just Mega Leader. So, hey, is Tau the first character to get two on the ban list? Because Black Tau is banned. Mm-hmm. And Red Tau is banned now. So is he the first character to have two on the ban list? Uh, he may be. I'll, I'll I'll fact check that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh. That's an interesting. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I just realized it just now. Um, that is yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's pretty crazy, right? We've had e bans before. To my knowledge, we've only ever had one before. Yeah, that was uh, that was an emergency errata to the Correct. original Macafreza leader. No, um, we we've had another E ban. It wasn't yeah, the, the Vegex. Yep, all the all the free play guys oh, for Vegex. Yeah. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. well, pretty, we've had an Yeah, we've yeah. had an E Rada and two E bans. So. Yep. yep. Pretty pretty rare occurrence. Um they all share the same theme though of like absolutely fucking broken deck that kills super early. So uh I mean I'm just very satisfied. Like, you know, people are they're they're gonna go. They're gonna deck build. They're gonna push the meta forward. Like so many new cards are like playable now. Like all of set fourteen becomes more playable. A lot of decks just become more playable, which it's gonna warp the format. I think Soul Striker has this big target on its back right now. But like, uh, you know, that's it's day one type shit. You know, people people are gonna build decks, and you know, I think uh, there are so many decks that just won. You know, they talk about the winner of the ban list. There's so many decks that are just playable now that are it's just really cool. We do have a Goku, the No Escape Sun Goku. No Escape. But yeah. is that only one Goku? Uh, there's several Goku. There's several Goku. Uh, okay, of course it's Goku. Why wouldn't it be? He yeah, has the most cards. I was wondering if it'd be Goku, but I mean, does he really count? Because it's Goku. Like, yeah, oh, he, we also have a Bardock. We have Bardock, the Bardock's one drop, the yellow wow. one. Yeah. There's two yeah. Bardocks banned. Yeah, so oh, yeah, the Resolute. Yeah. We have Heartfelt there's Plea. A- yeah, there's a masked Saiyan mm. that is also Bardock. So I mean, like mm. two and a half. I got you. Got hook of right. U seven limited. Mm. Okay, well, Tao Tao is a, <laughs> a lesser lesser known character who got a lot of good cards. <laughs> uh, and but. and U nine assemble will be the card that goes goes down as the shortest ban in history from August sixth <laughs> to September third. Yeah, I was gonna say I also yeah. stand corrected. That was banned on August sixth. My mm. my time sort messed up here, but so yeah. yeah. That's uh right. pretty Yeah, you know Unban is fine, right? The card's completely unplayable. Um outside of the Mecha Frieza deck. No deck in the history of Dragon Ball ever really played it. Yeah. Uh there was like a yellow Gotenks deck that played it, but like that deck wasn't even that good, so who cares? But the point <laughs> is like the card's not broken without Mecha Frieza leader. So I mean it, it definitely there's no reason for it to be banned. I I'm glad that they didn't unlimit Bergamo though. I mean Bergamo is yeah. still a really Oh yeah, powerful if they unlimited Bergamo, I w- that would have yeah. been good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'd have, I'd have been playing freaking uh, yellow 
uh, Icarus, Goku, Gohan Icarus, if, <laughs> if Bergamo got around unban- unlimited, excuse me. Okay, Trey. Okay. I, well, hey, that's a fun deck, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, with the erratas, well, I'll, I'll actually go through the erratas because I didn't actually go through those either. So the Dark Broly Gang all now cost one energy. They're not free. So to do their activate main, it now costs one. I don't, there's nothing else in the errata that changed though, right? No. Okay. No, that's that's, yep. Yeah, so that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then planet, Van- <laughs> planet Vampa, uh, if your leader card, I was surprised. I was not expecting this to come on. I was Even when I saw E-Ban, that was, I was like, whoa. Needs to. Yeah. This is Bandai thinking ahead. No, this is ahead. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, this is next level thinking. I like it. Uh, if you must always be a Lich King. Yeah. yeah. So now it's if your leader card is a red Broly BR card and you have no battle cards in play. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, and then Planet Tuffle, baby got the hit. I should have, again, I really need to keep sad music on cue for the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we've all, every, everyone on this podcast, uh, you know, some would, I know has played baby like for fun, never really had a tournament, but like, you know, obviously Mike is the baby guy. He's the originator. And then, you know, Jimmy played baby. And then I just ripped off Jimmy and played his baby <laughs> deck at a tournament one time and I topped. So every time I play baby, I'm like, man, I, this deck is so fucking <laughs> fun and easy to play thanks mike every time i play baby yeah thanks mike but you know if there's anyone who can continue to make the deck playable and move forward into the future you know i'm sure if if mike wants to he'll definitely be able to find a way to continue the deck you know yeah if if anyone's been following the discord he's already been dropping in what his thoughts are and yeah he's he's definitely still saying it's left i i mean so here's the hit right if your leader card is a blue baby card now if you have no battle cards in play and then everything else is the same, all your energy is mono blue, blah, 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 yeah. you know, reduce cost by one. I don't think that kills the deck nah. at all. Like it's definitely no, weaker, it right? makes, It's obviously a little bit weaker. It makes, it makes two turns less good. Like that's yeah. literally it. Like you, you make a, like Mekeke Orp or whatever, like the little universe three guy, he's unplayable now. He sucked anyways. Uh, yeah, he was bad. I mean, he was like he had his formats where he was good and formats where he was bad. But um, you know, you still have uh, ready to rumble is still baby hatch. Like sometimes against like if you play a ready to rumble in a versus blue, they're not a, they're done attacking. Like that shit is literally yeah. baby hatch. Uh, Gohan is like pretty equivalent to Sensu Bean, but he's like a good card. The thing that is when your opponent went to kill you, there'd be a lot of turns where you'd go like Gohan, Gohan, uh, Big right. Bang attack. And that was the turn where that's going to matter. You can still do that, but like now you can't go Han Big Bang attack. You can't ready to rumble Big Bang attack. You can if you have two energy, but like it, it just it pushes your deck back an entire turn. It's a very fair errata in my opinion. I don't I don't think it's uh it doesn't kill the deck, but the deck definitely becomes slightly worse. Which I mean that was the point of this list was to make everything more fair. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with it. I'm with it. I like it. Yeah. You can yeah, still so- just. Majin Buu double big bang attack, which is Majin Buu <laughs> unison. Like you can still do that shit. And like, that's like the best turn in that deck anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like this errata kind of increases baby's skill cap. Mm-hmm. A lot of complaints that you can get from baby when playing it. I know I've felt the same way and Chesco's felt the same way. You don't actually have to think a lot when you play baby. You just, when they turn a card sideways, you either put a card from your hand in your drop and draw a card, or you put it on your board, mm-hmm. and then your opponent passes the turn. 
Um, but now you actually have to take into account resource management a lot more strongly, especially in those early terms. What it has done is it has neutered the, the staying power of baby, which is what it's really, really strong and really good at was its lasting power, its ability to survive. They've removed that survivability from it by doing this. Now only, only players who are actually practicing with the deck and actually really good with the deck are going yeah. to know how to handle it. For those players, for players like Mike and Jimmy, this isn't going to actually do anything. The, what, mm. what this will do is early aggro will get an extra two damage in. Um, but that's not going to matter as much if early aggro is turn three or turn four kills. Now, now we're kind yeah. of evening it out again. But what this really can do is in the later turns, when you're sitting against a mid-range deck or you're sitting against another control deck, now you counterplay and you have to make sure you have enough energy for the second counterplay or the negate. Yep, yep. And so now, now you're looking at turns where do I do I use my reduced energy for this counterplay? It shuts this off, and now that's a problem. Or now if I play a boonie, I have nothing on my opponent's turn that's reduced. Now everything costs a lot. Yep. So do I play a boonie? It changes. This actually, you're right, Chesco, that this changes the early turns. Yeah. But what it really affects is that mid-game push and how you interact. And because mm. of that, the skill cap of baby is now where a control deck deserves to be yeah. instead of where it was, which was kind of helmet. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That was uh, beautifully said, Sublet. <laughs> uh, no, I agree 100%. I've said it a lot of times. I've never been so relaxed playing a deck in Dragon yeah. Ball in my life. Like, if you want to chill, you just play baby, bro. Like, you just sit there, eat some pizza, have some drinks, maybe get Chipotle, you know? That shit is easy street, bro. I'm just like, all right, Gohan, you attack, all right, Gohan, ready, oh, negate, negate, negate. It's just <laughs> easy street, bro. I love it. I love playing it, for real. Um, And then what, what you said about aggro, too, kind of leads me into the next errata for Young Invaders. Um, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, now we have an auto, which costs one red energy, <laughs> and also yeah. an activate main once per turn, which also costs one red energy. Yeah. Uh, I believe everything else is the same, if I'm looking at this correctly? It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. everything else is the same. It's just yeah. to summon a young invader now costs an energy, which is infinitely worse than free. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I I would agree. think this deck is fucking dead dead. Like, is it... You get no real advantage to playing the deck outside of like a different red leader. Uh, there's like King Piccolo and Starter Vegeta, which will just play the game. Like you're 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 back to playing Unisons, right? Like there's no FDK anymore, which right. means you have to play Unisons and shit. Okay, well King Piccolo and Vegeta Starter are gonna do that better. Uh, your cards don't gain as much value. Are you really like is switching gears really worth one mana? Like, yeah, no, nah, it doesn't do anything. Like it draws one card realistically. Great card. Really good card, doesn't do enough for one energy. So, like you know, it's it's just the deck's dead in my. I don't think it's not that it couldn't be played. It's that there's no reason not to just play a better leader. So now what we have is a control oriented King Vegeta, which is what it was always meant to be. Yeah. And so the field spell really reflects that by you know costing energy. Mm -hmm. The problem is that. For one, control variants of King Vegeta would be an entirely new field that people would need to go into. Mm -hmm. Two, red isn't red has some amazing control tools, 
but none of them really lend themselves well to control in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And three, it costs an energy to play a card that you don't want to draw. So now, <laughs> now your deck is worse, yeah. your gameplay is worse, and your decision-making revolves around, I have a Vegeta that used to be a one-man at 19K mm-hmm. critical. Now it's a two-man at 19K critical. I could do that, or I could play a different deck. And I think yeah. that a lot of people are going to go with the I could play a different deck route. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm immediately uh, back on King Piccolo. Just like it's, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna play King. Ah, the three hyper aggro decks. Yeah, the three hyper aggro decks got banned over the course of the last two months. All right, I'm King Piccolo's back. Is it? Yeah, I, w- I was really. Real good. Yeah, I was excited to hear your guys' opinion on that because King Vegeta was a deck that I never even really cared about or yeah. saw just because when i wasn't yeah. playing that's when king vegeta was thriving so yeah i was interested to see what you guys thought if it was still going to be playable in a different way so that was my initial thought but i was like oh, i could be wrong maybe maybe it's just that good um, anything's possible right but ultimately what we're looking at now is not an aggro deck and i mean if you want to red I like I mean, if you want a red, like long con, like longer control type of deck or something, isn't Bulma just better as like a longer game? Right. Yeah. Or you could just yeah. play King Piccolo. I mean, like yeah. King Piccolo is also right. a long, long yeah. red deck. You can, I can go to turn six with KP. I don't care. My leader is like yeah. base. My leader literally plays uh, super combos every single turn and is base 20K. Like it's, it's a good deck, you know? Yeah. So now if you want an aggro deck that's red, you go to Jiren or Launch. If you want a mid range deck that's red, you go to King Piccolo. And mm-hmm. if you want a control deck that's red, you go to Baby. Because um, it's not really... Baby, baby Vegeta. Or, uh, <laughs> no, just, just Blue Baby, because there's not baby. really a good red control deck. You yeah. go to Bulma or something like Bulma, that. You yeah. just have fun at a tournament. Yeah. Red, red is kind of existing in like that mid-range and aggro region. Right. Unfortunately, now, because of this ban list, uh, there are better options. Mm. Jiren is a much better aggro option. I don't, I don't know that it's... All that amazing of a deck is definitely better now after this ban list, but it's, yeah. it's a much better aggro deck than King Vegeta could ever be now. Mm-hmm. And King Piccolo is just a better mid-range deck because your things are free. Yeah. Which is important when it comes down to the fact that a two mana 19k critical versus a zero <laughs> mana 20k dual attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no question whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I agree. Um, what about Red Broly? Do you think that kills Red Broly? Yes. Um, yeah. I think oh. it was already dead. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, well, so, let's say that they didn't hit it on this ban list. You think Red Broly comes yeah. back? Red Broly would have been attempted as the hyper aggro. Yeah, yeah of the I agree. Like, like I said before, there must always be a Lich King. There's always a behind every degenerate aggro nonsense deck is a slightly less degenerate aggro nonsense deck waiting to be be brought into the sunlight. Red Broly was just there. It's just it's glass cannony and it's extremely inconsistent. And if you remove the other hyper hyper aggro decks, that deck will exist and must be respected. With this hit to Vampa, you have removed another level of consistency and you have made it impossible for the deck to turn to tap at one mana for the Piccolo Jr. Unison and in the same turn minus six the dumb thing. Yep. yep. You can't yep. you can't do that anymore. That has been completely removed. As a result of that, Red Broly now exists as a turn three kill deck just like every other aggro deck. I think because of that fact, it will see less play 
because it is the more inconsistent turn three aggro deck. Now, yeah. does that mean it's dead? No, it's not dead. Um, you know, we can sit here and say, yeah, it's, it should be dead. This is Dragon Ball. People play decks that they want to play when they want to play them, yeah. whether they're good or not, you know. And so we're going to see it. But ultimately, I think that when we look at the average of the results, we're not going to see a lot of Red Broly doing significantly well, especially in any kind of best of three environment, because that inconsistency is really going to hold it back. And because there are better options that better players are going to gravitate towards and only diehard fans of Red Broly should stick with Red Broly. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to suck if you like dish out a lot of money for Red Broly, though, at the start. That's the nature not of the game. As, yeah, not as bad as buying switching gears. That's, oh, well, no, that's it fair. Worse. It was worse. People, people were paying $100 for Red Broly one drop. Yeah, they were. They were playing 100 each. But they at yeah, but the least, they got, they got a long... That they deck was expensive as hell. For, <laughs> they could have been playing it for like eight months. You know, you bought King yeah. Vegeta. When did that shit came out? Like two months ago or something? Like, it's not that long ago. <laughs> it's at 13. We're set on set 13. 14. Uh, so like five months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They still they didn't get that long. Especially if they bought them recently with the new hype, but uh, yeah, big mistake. Never do that. If everybody in the uh, in the game is crying for an emergency ban list, yeah. don't invest in the deck that they want banned. No. Just don't do it. No. Everybody who bought stamped bell mods because you're a rarity harlot. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I y'all are probably they're probably used to it though. I mean, like if you're if you're really if you're dropping money like that on the game, then you're just used to your. You know your cards are never going to be worth. <laughs> your cards will never be worth like. What you what spend you into them, you know what I mean. So, it's just one of those things. Most of the time, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it goes well. So, yeah, oh, yeah. So, sometimes it works out pretty nicely. Yeah, exactly, man. So, so uh, well, yeah, on the errata train, John uh, Carlo, how you feeling about Dark Broly? I'm okay with that. I stopped playing Dark Broly a long time ago. I, I know, just, well, uh, I know, I know. It was your deck for a while. It was, bro. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I stopped playing it because everybody else started playing it, and I was just like, man, fuck. I don't, I don't know what's, I like to play bad decks, like not bad decks, but like I like to kind of just be off meta, a little unique, you know? So like when I played Dark Broly, like nobody was playing it. It was off, it wasn't considered a meta deck and people still are like, yeah, Dark Broly wasn't meta in set 11. And it's like, bro, it's literally the best deck, but like whatever. And then like, hell, you know, here we are five sets later, four sets later, and it's getting banned, like getting eroded twice in the course of a, a month yeah uh, obviously like it was a problem you know every iteration of the deck just got better and better and better and the people who did play it kept pushing it like dayhan just kept pushing it farther and farther and farther and it was like oh yeah this deck is too good we need, we need to hit it so um it was interesting to see how the deck evolved and i'm it's like something i could look back on happily of like yeah i definitely played like a large part in like getting this deck popular but like now it's like, okay, well, I'm also tired of playing against it. Like, I'm so tired of playing Violent Rays. Like, this shit's such a neg. <laughs> you know, you're so happy. Like, it's like, man, I don't lose the game, but I, like, neg four. And it's like, uh, it's like I'm just delaying the inevitable. So, like, you know, even if your deck has a good matchup against Dark Broly, it doesn't feel good to Violent Rays. I mean, it's just one of those things, right? So, so here we are. The deck is dead for sure. I mean... I think, you know, look, people will play the deck. It doesn't, it's just never going to be as good. Uh, the reason people will play the deck is because it was expensive. You know, you could have very easily spent $500 on Dark Broly at its peak. Uh, if you spend $500 on a deck, you're probably going to try to make it work. 
it, it just will never be a problem like it used to be. Like it, it'll never get freaking 16 attacks in one turn. It'll never loop four cards out of your hand in one turn, you know? So like, it's just, it, it's, it's probably just a whatever deck, you know, if people, may, it's like what I said about Vagex, right? Someone who cares will make Vagex work. Uh, that someone would not be me. And whatever, someone's going to play Dark Brawler. They'll probably top with it. That's fine. You know, but I'm, I'm just, you know, it's the deck's over. And as, as far as I'm concerned, you know what I mean? It's, it's over for like me to sit here and like build my deck around is what I should say. Dark Broly now seems to fit in more of the black hand destruction category. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that the best way moving forward for Dark Broly to work is to just outvalue the opponent. Dark, there's a lot of value. Yeah. Even though these cards cost one energy, your deck has a lot of value and it has access to a lot of cards that eke out that value. Yeah. Demigra, for example, still the best two drop in the game. Still, yes. Uh, Crazy card. Still if you can play two of them. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, uh, game's <laughs> over. Two, you slam two Demigras. <laughs> no the answer. Game's definitely over. Yeah. Like you can, you can still in Dark Broly turn one, play the one drop and ball, go mm. into Ravager, rip a card, turn two. If your mills are good enough, you can play the Demigra. Yeah. Now you're ripping. You're just ripping cards from them. You still have two thirty Ks chilling on the board. Yeah. You're still able to push some damage. It's just not degenerate anymore. It's yeah. more fair. Again. Yeah. It's more. It, it's not really a turn three aggro deck now. It's a bit more in line with a turn four kind of kill, yeah. where you just want to kind of outvalue your opponent. This is definitely the errata that I would be pushing for if I had if I had any input whatsoever. I would not have gone after the leader. I would have gone after the six drops themselves and put a one energy restriction on them. I've been talking about this for a little bit now, and I know whenever I did Chesco, you said that it would kill the deck if it did that. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. I'm okay with the deck dying. If it uh, drops down to tier two status, that's fine. It's been like a year and a half or six years or 20 years. I don't know. Right. It's been a long time. It certainly yeah. has felt like a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it can be sad to see your favorite deck go. I know yeah. it hurt when they put limit one on Capolo, but it's what's best for the game to see yeah. decks like Dark Broly move out of the way and let newer, more interesting decks come into the fray. Like now, now we can look at the masked, reborn, rebooted leader from the starter deck and say, yeah. maybe this is a playable black leader. Is yeah. it better than Gogeta Zeno? No. But it can be played. At yeah. least it, it, it's not like, because Dark Broly was a gatekeeper for black decks. Yeah. If yeah. you weren't Dark oh, Broly, for sure. you weren't playing black. What are you doing? You're literally, you're using the exact same cards. Yeah. Just put them in the Dark Broly deck, pick these commons up <laughs> and go. Right. Yeah. Um, right. You're playing like overall worst cards to facilitate the good card, which is Demigra, Thwarting, uh, uh SS3 Thwarting, uh Black Goku that grabs a card. Like you're you're playing the same deck, but you're playing worse cards to facilitate the good cards when you could just play the better deck. Like you said, now, you know, like you said, Vergex is playable, still playable, you know. Um you can consider Vergex now, Gogeta Zeno, probably yeah, I was the say best Gogeta black Zeno. Deck now. Yep. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Ojita Zeno is definitely a winner of this list. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. That didn't hit Thorin at all. <laughs> best, I, I think yeah, it I would the best black deck by default. Yeah. Yeah, Hatch yeah. sucks. I still think a lot Hatch. of people have said a lot of things about Hatch. The deck is still bad in my opinion. Yeah, you'll top with it. It's a cool like just cuz the deck more? is yeah, you're still top with it. it the it's hyper aggro's dead. You're not topping with hatch anymore. Bro, you, you still cares about your no. Hatch you auto lose the blue. Yes, yes, you auto lose the blue. 
What I'm saying is, like, again, Android 17, handshake. The deck still exists. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, people are still gonna it play only it. Exists in hyper aggro. Yes. Not anyway, long. don't. don't what I was. God damn it. What I was saying is, don't play hat. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I agree. That makes me <laughs> sad, though. I was hoping just to play hatch during this. Oh yeah. I really wanted have, to. I mean, but dude, oh, that shit like hatch didn't. Dumb. Hatch literally didn't even beat King Vegeta like half the time. Oh, the like, deck just looks so pretty, bro. You're oh yeah for sure with the SS with the SPR SS four. Oh Gogeta's my god! One. And yeah, my the, the winter hatches. Yeah. Oh, you do have the winter hatches. I I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. I always want to play them. Mm -hmm. um, I Yeah, but no, that's. I mean, yeah, I, I'd agree with with pretty much everything that was said. I think mm -hmm. that uh, I just couldn't see myself playing Dark Broly at this point. I do disagree about the Errata, though. I, they, I think they should have just banned, either <laughs> just banned the cards or banned the leader, but I hate Erratas. So if it was up to me, yeah. I would have switched them all to just say ban them. I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. You just ban the leader. I just they're all unplayable. Yeah, I I just no, no, no. I hate a long no, no, no. errata list. If you ban the leader, yeah, there it's dark no. early leader only. Well, Toa can still play these guys though. Not not with their own effects. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Toa can still play them. Like that, Toa has cards instead of Johnny. Oh, what the fuck that. ever, yeah. Toa! Come on, you're fucking trolling me. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking. No, no, no. He's literally I'm trolling me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Toa. say it was good. I just said you could. All right, whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Dark really got. Oh yeah, fucked. I agree. But it, it needed it. I think overall, I think that was definitely good. Um, all right, so let, let's move That's on really to all good. the all the free plays. I guess that kind of goes back in tangent with the hyper aggro. But do we agree with all of those free plays that got hit getting hit? Hell yeah! I, every single <laughs> card on this list. Yeah, were there any you think they missed? Everything. Yes, thwarting. You think thwarting should be eroded though, not eroded, not yeah, he limited. Be correct. Uh, or. Yeah. I'd be okay limited. I, you either limit him and keep him generic, or you errata him to Gogeta Zeno leader. Or I have three. I, winners. I'd much rather had to limit it, but I have three winners, and I would really not. I don't want him. I didn't see. I, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I said. I said earlier today. If you bought thwartings, you're very happy. If you bought switching gears, you're very unhappy. I just so happened to invest in thwartings. I have three winners. I did pay a lot of money for them. I think I paid about 120 each. Um, and I would not want them to get touched at all. But <laughs> if you if you errata them to a Black Saiyan only leader, uh, that prevents you from playing them in Vergax completely. Um, it, it basically it was meant for Gogeta Zeno. That that's the deck you're gonna play it in. Um, you can still play it in Dark Broly because that is a Black Saiyan only. But like that, the whole power level of that deck was uh, kicked kicked severely down. So it's it is what it is. Speaking of, you'll never guess what card is experiencing a slight buyout right now. <laughs> is it thwarting? <laughs> it's thwarting. <laughs> yes. It had just recently got bought out, though, so now the, I don't even yeah. want to know what the price is going to go to at this point. Bro, yeah, I'll look one, it up. I, it, I've never uh, played. Go ahead. What's the uh, price? Winner stamps are chilling at 160s, and regulars Ooh. are 110s. I did. At one done. point, they were at 200 within the last week. Yeah. But then a bunch got listed, so they must have all got yeah. those got bought again. I could like um never mind. I was never mind. No, you're good. Go on. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. 
Okay, then. He's like, I could buy time until I get the show off. That's right, bro. Nothing oh, feels better. Don't it, start it a flex. So I don't even want to know what this will turn when, into. When so- when, uh, oh, boy. When someone plays a... Here we go. No, 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 no. It's oh, not no. a flex. It's, just one, it's one card, bro. It's one card. <laughs> I've been in too many video chats where someone tries to flex and sub what's there. <laughs> I know where this uh, yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. <laughs> yeah. What card game do you want to lose to flex? Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. The other day, someone was like, oh, yeah, this guy wants to give me 10K for these Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I was like, so you're going to do it right? And he was like, no, nah, nah. I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, what? All right. At least it wasn't, it show wasn't off the winner wall, Sublet. Show off the winner wall. Winner wall? Okay, yeah, yeah. Just show off the winner wall. For those that don't know, he has literally just a wall of leaders. He's got two now. Oh, yeah. Two. Of course. Two, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, really. Every uh, time he tops a regional, he adds the leader, or he has Yu-Gi-Oh cards too. So, yeah, the card that is pivotal to the deck—that's that's only one of them. He has two of those. The one there's one behind it too. All right. Okay. So the top are the ten regional Yu-Gi-Oh things, and then it starts with Dragon Ball. We've got two Hand Destruction Vegeta. We got Red Blue SS3. Uh, one, two U7 freezes into two Brolies uh, from starter. Yep. And three more freezes than... Uh, more, <laughs> more, more freezes. Invoker wall, bro. Eight, uh, it's eight, only eight, eight Invoker tops. That's it. Uh, and then a Digimon top and a Cell winner. What's up with the Kaba? Uh, oh, it's, it's like $2,000. Uh, yeah, it's the $2,000 origin stamped Kaba. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, it's just not, it's just not a leader. So I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just, just sitting here because it's $2,000. Oh, okay. You notice that three, the three Charizards. The three Charizards. <laughs> and then the, the metal leader cell, it doesn't really show up. Yeah. It doesn't show on yeah. the camera. That's sick, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my uh, leader wall would be way less than that. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's just the leader wall. Those aren't the expensive cards. No, it, it's oh, of fine. course, of course, of course. <laughs> All right. So well, I think we've talked about, we talked about Mecca. We talked about the free play. Uh, oh, I mean, how do you feel about Sun Goku Power Legend also being included? Do you think that was necessary? Very fair. It was hundred percent necessary. Yeah. yeah. If, if you slow the game down to about turn three to turn five on average, which is where the game is at, and destruction thrives in that region, and yeah. uh, a card like Pop Legends becomes overpowered. Yeah, it becomes the overpower of Legend. Right. That's, ah, <laughs> uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, I think hand destruction yeah. is super strong. Um, Soul Striker is a good deck against hand destruction. I think Soul Striker absolutely destroys Cell Surge, uh, OG Broly, and and. Uh, Solar Striker are pretty even. They're kind of 50-50. But um, that should destroy Cell Surge. Um, but if you're not playing Soul Striker, Hand Destruction is very good next format. It's it's We're going to see the format where people yeah. need to side Quadruple Demigra, like, uh, not Demigra, uh, Deborah. They're going to need to side for Deborah. You're going to need to side, like, anti-Hand Destruction cards again. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's super strong. Again, if you're playing a mid-range deck that plays a lot of battle cards and doesn't draw that many cards, you're... Do you like, you like Deborah? I don't care about it. Like, what do you mean? Do I, I like hate it? it. I, I, I tested it the day and I hated it. And I went back to draw apes. 
against Hanish. Yeah, it, against Hanish, it's really good. It's one less mana than a draw ape, and it draws the same amount of cards while also not losing itself. So, like, a draw ape realistically is a plus one because you still have to discard. Yeah, but people will just play Black Mass Saiyan. No, they don't. Yes, they, they will. Bro, they, they will. They will. They will. They might. They will. They might. But they will. I don't know. So, I don't know. So that. If, if you're against like an OG Broly, they're not siding in BMS, they're siding in Focus Breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, if you're deck, like, I don't the know, thing bro. About, if I get shut down by BMS, I'm pissed. The thing about, um, I'm only putting it in if it hurts your deck. I'm not putting it yeah, in. Yeah. I wouldn't side it in against Soul Striker. It's, it does nothing but hit Deborah, which, yeah. You already like the thing is like okay so like I have played through so many frig I play I've only played OG Broly recently because it's like the only deck that's fun for me not fun for my opponent but fun for me I've played through so many <laughs> Apes and so many Deboras I played through like six seven of some combination of the two I played against one game against this dude who was like I built this deck specifically to beat Hand Destruction he's playing four Ape four Deboras uh some other stupid card that draws two just a bunch of draw cards right and I still <laughs> just won and it's like. Yeah, the deck. Yeah, de no, I was gonna say, no, yeah. He, then he had, it was a real. <laughs> it must it was have been a, terrible. <laughs> no, it, was just, it was a blue deck. That was it. Was just a regular blue deck that drew a shit ton of cards. So he played good blue cards, but like Galactic Buster stuff. But the point is, like, <laughs> uh, against those cards are better against Cell Surge than they are against OG Broly. I think that OG Broly is just better than Cell Surge, but I do think Cell Surge is a good deck, um, and both will see play because some people just like Cell Surge. It, they're more comfortable. Like it has a much better turn three, turn four. OG Broly is just better throughout the entire game. Whereas Cell Surge needs to win and it does all of its work on three and four. Whereas like Broly just does whatever it wants the entire game. Broly also has a volatile open that does hold it back a little bit. It does, yeah. You, you have, have to you have to spell. you have to open what you do. I mean like you do. You, yeah, you, you do too. That's you all do. I can really say. But um Especially if you stack your deck, whatever, fuck it. I'm, <laughs> I'm just Another note on this hand destruction hit is actually really smart on Bandai's part. It's another bit of their, their looking ahead thing. If you look at set 14 card, nothing draws anymore. It all yeah. cycles. It's all search the top seven cards of your deck, add one specific dude from them to your hand, then place one card from your hand in some area that's not your hand or battle area. Mm -hmm. Either warp it or drop or bottom of deck. Nothing is drawing cards, so they're all inherently weak to hand destruction. Every single new archetype is just like, I hope I don't see a OG Broly. I'm in trouble if I do. That Rosie's yeah. gonna work it. Uh, Literally, the entire like, set auto loses to fucking hand yeah. destruction. Like, yeah. like not even so, close. It auto loses. Yeah. So because of that, you need to remove Power of Legend because hand destruction doesn't actually have access to good criticals. Right. Um, a lot of the criticals hand destruction has are like. Gohan, enraged, whatever the one drop yeah. name is. Yeah. Uh, that Green Broly can't play that card. It, it just can't. It doesn't have the life to facilitate it. It doesn't want to burn the energy on it when I could use, you know, Green Broly functions better by using its energy to either rip cards from the opponent's hand or keep itself alive during the opponent's turn. Yeah. Like, Cell, I don't, I think Green Broly's the better hand destruction deck personally, but mm. Cell is fine too. Yeah. And um, but Cell suffers from the fact that its hand is always tiny until That's the, it, the yeah. opponent is attacking it. And, and neither deck has access to good criticals, except Power of Legend. Mm -hmm. And by removing Power of Legend from the card pool, you have sort of balanced hand destruction. Because Power of Legend was a huge plus. I will right. make you discard a card, 
Power of Legend, attack your leader. You either discard another card or you lose a life. Then I'm going to warp one of your dudes on the board. Yep. Too much. It's way yeah. too much in a, when they're moving towards decks that don't have 15 card hands. Mm-hmm. Right. When they have eight card hands, Green Broly, as scary as it is, can take the majority of that hand in yeah. one turn on yeah. three to four energy. Yeah. So it's really, this kind of a hit is very good on Bandai's part. And it says a lot about how they're thinking ahead. Unless it was completely accidental and they only banned it because it was 15K. I don't think. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and say that they thought ahead about this. Knew that hand destruction needed some kind of a hit as well. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see another hand destruction hit sometime. Mm-hmm. It, could, it could not. Rosie. It might not. It might not. It, yeah, definitely Rosie. Uh, it might not even be a ban. It could be another Deborah card. So like, like, Every, like I think uh, yellow has one, and I think green has one. That it's like if this card is discarded, play it. Like I believe every color got one of those. In the oh, okay, every color has. Yeah. One. Okay, so if yeah, like, they did. I, I, theoretically, I they did as well. yeah, you're not. You're probably not going to dedicate eight sideboard slots to that. That that's unnecessary. But like, it it could be it could <laughs> be that you see more of those cards printed, but better in order to mitigate hand control. Because you know Bandai likes to do silver bullets, like. Right, they we really just, had to twist their arm pretty damn hard um, to get the first their, to, to get this ban list. You know, to get this e ban mm-hmm. list, it pretty much took the entire community nonstop complaining for about two weeks. Like, yeah, it, it, it yeah. was a lot to and get. It this. was <laughs> like it was yeah. nonstop. But, but they listened, and yeah. we should all applaud band. Oh yeah, they did hundred percent. This was fantastic. This was much think, much better. I, I think Mike yeah. was working. Everyone was an April Fool's joke. We'll just ignore yeah. it and we'll just. <laughs> Put them together as one list. Yeah. We'll just have one walk over there to the yeah. bands. Yeah. good. I think Mike was working uh, double time to get this ban list to happen. He literally like <laughs> he like made a post. Okay, so uh, Evan Glover and Jaku Jaku DM both yeah, cool yeah. dudes. Both very. Um, that's Bandai's two golden boys. Bandai loves those two dudes, right? Mike was <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Bandai like. He might work for them, but Bandai loves John Koo and Evan Glover. And, you know, they're both cool dudes. They're both pretty good community figures. It's easy to see why Bandai loves them. But Mike was calling them out, like, every single day. He was, like, tagging <laughs> them. He goes – he literally told Evan, he said, look, man, I know you want to be positive, but, like, you need to help fix this game. And then <laughs> the first thing that – and then Mike, again, posted today. He was like, thank you, Evan Glover, for using your influence to help make the game better. So, like, if it, if it was anybody, Rose, like, Mike was working double time to try to get this format fixed, man. This underrated character, man. Oh, my God. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I'm trying to convince Mike to come on to give his take on uh, Baby okay. right now. There we go. Uh, at some point soon. We'll see if he'll agree. Uh, yeah. He said he'd probably be down. So, we'll, we'll see if, if he hops back on for an episode. I will say I gotta give Mike a shout out, man. Mike is uh, obviously this is his podcast, so we have to be nice about him. But uh, <laughs> he, Mike, he 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 gives me like random pep talks sometimes. I remember uh, earlier this year when everyone was really down and out about webcams. I was like, I literally thought about just like taking an extended hiatus from the game. But he was like, oh, you know what you need to do is you need to get these webcams. It'll help grow your channel. It'll help you know improve as a player. And like he just gave me a pep talk. I was like, you know what? That's actually a good idea, bro. Your your turn. And then like I went on to win a webcam regional, which to me was really cool. It's a really special moment for me in Dragon Ball. And then like last week, again, I was just complaining about King Vegeta. Like, I don't want to play against this shit, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he's like, look, man, I know it's frustrating, but 
you know, you can just play this deck, play that deck, use these cards as options. He was like, you know, like there, there's options out there that you can do to like have a better matchup against this deck. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like, you're right. Like, you know, I'm being too negative for no reason. And then like, I started like building decks again and I was like, okay, so he's right. Like these things are possible. So like, you know, we need people like that in the community, like not, not just to like lift up people, but also call people shit out. Like the way he, I'll tell you, bro, this shit was so funny. When he tagged him in a post and said, you need to do something about this, that shit was hilarious. So like, uh, if, if there's anyone yeah. that will be honest and call someone out, you can, you can count on Mike. Exactly. So yeah, I, I have to, you know, I have to give him a shout out for that. Like he just, just randomly, he gives me like these Dragon Ball pep talks and like, he's just, he's a good dude, man. Um, so he, he's definitely helped me this year, like just become a better player, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I uh, you know, hopefully he'll, he'll. I'm hoping he'll just decide to come back full time, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna keep bugging him. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Well, keep doing it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep telling everyone in the Discord if y'all want Mike back, keep spamming him. Let him know. Yeah. After the after the last episode there. dropped, we had we had he got tagged a lot of times. <laughs> uh, all love. So you know, hopefully, hopefully you saw all that. But, uh, all right. So I think the only card we haven't really talked about is Janemba Bewitching Blow. That's the only one. Um, so how do you feel about this? I think that it was, so I don't think Bandai wants blue to be aggressive. I think they want it to stay in its lane. And really the most aggressive blue card is the Janemba chain. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You just, you limit it. And you kind of keep blue in its mid-range to control kind of lane. Yeah. I think that's that's probably the reason. Also, Bandai's eliminating the decks that attack like 15 times in a single turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The deck did that better than King Vegeta and uh, and the Janimba deck. Yeah, right. so, it attacked like 10 times. Yeah, it was a lot <laughs> it, of attacks. Yeah. And so seeing a hit like this mostly just discourages the Janimba stuff, it doesn't actually affect very much. Interestingly enough, you can still do a lot of the things. In fact, a lot of their turn two plays didn't involve this card because I think it requires you to have three energy or something. Yeah. So, so this hit doesn't... I think this is more of a surficial hit than anything else. I think that it represents a please don't break our game anymore <laughs> kind of mentality from Bandai than anything else. Right. I think it's fine. I definitely don't hate it because... Whatever. Hit every aggro deck. Burn them to the ground, Bandai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that, that's a good outlook. I hadn't I hadn't thought about it like that. I like that outlook though. And I'd I'd have to agree after you explained it like that. Um all right. So now we've we've talked about every card. Uh we've talked about everything that has happened. As far as the format goes, what decks do you think I mean and we kind of hit this a little bit, but are there any decks that now also get brought to light that we haven't talked about or any decks that are falling off that we haven't talked about? So that's interesting. Why don't we do winners and lo- like winners and losers? Yeah, yeah. We should separate that into two groups. What sure. what what comes up, what is what stays, what comes up, what is good, what is meta relevant and what is not. Yeah, perfect. It's too weak or it just died or nobody yep. likes it anymore, you know, that kind right. of thing. Oh. Uh, we'll start with losers. Start with losers. <laughs> Dark Broly. Yeah. yeah. King Vegeta, Dark, obviously. Dark Broly. <laughs> Red Broly. Anything that got, anything that yeah. got touched. All the obvious. Uh, anything yeah. indirectly, though. Uh, okay, Dark, okay. King Vegeta, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. 
other losers of this ban list are random aggro decks that use things like Tau and Belmod. So P Lock oh, took yeah, yeah. a pretty big hit from this. Launch has to find a bit of a different identity. And in fact, any of your Piccolo Jr. oriented decks yeah. took a bit of a hit from this and might not be the, the path to play now. That means things like uh, Red, uh, Red Green Broly Surge, for example, took a bit of a hit from this kind of a list. That's interesting uh, you said launch, launch though. Um, I know there's Red been... Green. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because yeah. the, the other variants no, no, no. probably got better. Fine. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm saying that Red Green took a okay. bit of a hit. From okay, this. yep, I agree with that. Because, yeah, because they, they've lost... They've lost Tau, they've lost Belmod, they've lost Bardock, the Resolute, they've lost a lot of that extending power. Right. And the thing about those red-green decks that relied on Piccolo Jr. is that they need to close it quick because Piccolo Jr. becomes worse the longer the game goes on. 100%. Yep. And so so any deck that kind of relies on that, literally the top three cards on this ban list just get ripped out of those decks. And so so there, there are some issues now. So like I said, red-green launch, Broly takes a hit. Uh, every variant of King Vegeta took a hit, but Red Green took a hit as well. Um, I don't know. What it's else? funny you said uh, that though, else? because even like even playing when I played like Baby against Launch, it was always the four drop Gogeta that was like the card I wanted to prioritize. Mm. That was way scarier than Piccolo. Even though everyone talked about Piccolo mm. Junior, I was like, uh, that's whatever. I, I literally did not care that I was on board. But that Gogeta came down. If I didn't have an answer, I'd be like, mm. yeah. I don't like where this is going. Yeah. I mean, you that with Nappa in launch was sick because it's like you combo with Nappa, your leader is a 20k or a 15k. Uh, you draw a card, so Nappa becomes a regular super combo. Gogeta comes out, kills something, and then Nappa comes out. You don't neg anything. So, like, the whole interaction is like a plus three, and you stop yeah, yourself crazy. from taking two damage. Like, that was cool. Now, that's just a better strategy for attacking than defending in Dragon Ball. But like defensively, you had this two card combo that was a plus three that prevented two damage. Like that's huge itself. You know, that's why I mean, I think launch is a really good deck. Um, mm -hmm. But like you said, the red green shit, like it, it just it lost. That's all they have now. It lost that's big cards. Yeah, it lost yeah. big cards. Uh, Starter Vegeta lost uh, four new ruler. Uh, it's still a good deck. But again, like without four new ruler, it's just going to pressure less. Um, yeah, no, it's right. completely fine. Um yeah. I don't know. That's it. Like just a lot of red decks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of red it's decks. A, got it hurt. seems kind of obvious. It. The the losers. Yeah. I'm trying to think yeah. of like anything else that just indirectly, like because of a buff, maybe like this deck now falls off that was in the format because of those cards. I can't really think of any though. I mean, ha we already talked about Hatch. <laughs> yeah, Mega Frieza. <laughs> yeah, that may actually be the biggest loser because you know it. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer in the game. <laughs> for Gamu in the U9 hit, Mega Frieza's just like lying on the ground, begging for help, and Bandai just gives it to between the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Not the help it wanted, but the help it deserved. Definitely yeah. put it out of its misery. <laughs> no, they put it out of our misery. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. All right, let's move on to winners then. Uh, as far as like biggest winners go from this, that might that might be a bit more of an interesting discussion. Yeah. Uh, any deck that uses thwarting. Yep. Yeah. Any thwarting deck. Thwarting, yep. Yeah. Thwarting is now a big winner. Thwarting is also, I think, thwarting is now the card that uh, gets the crosshairs put on him. I woke up happy because I literally just picked up everything for Gogeta Zeno. I was like, oh, yeah. huh, good, good call on me. Call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, any kind of 
like oddball, any oddball control deck that has like a weird win con. So you have any hand destruction deck, you have any mm -hmm. mill deck, literally mm -hmm. like cooler mill is whatever, but like literally like regular Janemba. I was messing around with Janemba mill and I was like, man, if my opponent didn't play like 20 battle cards, this deck would be way better. Uh, so like any any oddball control deck that has like some weird win con that isn't just straight up attacking. So uh, like Invoker too, like is a Invoker is a huge winner of this. Yeah, list, yeah. yeah, I'm very oh, excited. You know, just that was one of my questions that I was going to bring yeah. up actually. <laughs> yeah, how can I know? I do think the biggest winner right now, like day one, is probably Soul Striker, right? So like Soul Striker oh, yeah, was for already sure. for sure. It was already a tier one deck. It was already competing in the format. And then it loses nothing. And its two biggest competitors lose everything. So, like, yep. just logically speaking, today, Soul Striker is the winner. Now, people, again, will build, will move forward, will figure out stuff, this, that, and the other. But Soul Striker is the biggest winner. Like, it, it right now is, like, the Tier 1 deck that is, like, authoritying decks and Soul Striker crosshairs right now. So, but people will build. And, you know, I think Launch is a huge winner. Like, one of Launch's problems was that it's a 5K leader. Who wants to combo and 30ks exist in the game so uh i want to combo but i can't out combo a 30k and i lose a ton of advantage trying to do so now those 30ks are severely diminished so now launch is much more playable that's stuff like that i think that I really feel like soul striker is like a gladiator beast deck from Yu-Gi-Oh. every mm. time there was a ban list there was yeah. a Blood of people going to Gladiator Beast because it was old faithful, and I think Soul Striker yeah. really, really shows as, as the old faithful kind of thing because it's just generic. Exactly. When there's a new pan list and you don't know what the format is. Soul Striker is the best pivot point because it's our it's our, probably our best mid range deck. Yeah. It's so hard to outgrind Soul Striker without them just decking out. Yeah. And it is, it is it's impossible to outvalue a Soul Striker. It's leader right. awakened right. every turn. Every yeah. time it attacks, it awakens. It untaps twos and draws one. Yeah. It's absurd. And it just has access to blue and mm -hmm. yellow tools. Yeah. Like the Zamasu, for example. Yeah, pick so up your Zamasu's now. Oh, yeah. They all, they all fell under 40. Zamasu's about to be up over 50 there. again. Yeah. There is something important to remember, and it's that unlike the other list, this one actually will slow the game down. This list was right. very, this list was actually extremely powerful for that. And we should see the game get one extra turn. One extra turn makes a lot of decks viable. Not yeah. not just not just your your hand destructions and your invokers, which by the way it does. Uh, but like so many tier two decks can now move up, yeah. not necessarily into tier one, but into that tier one point five range where they have some good matchups and some bad matchups. King Piccolo category. King Piccolo, for example, is a very large winner yeah. of this list. Yeah. Because King Piccolo, where six life could not survive. No. Just couldn't. You and one drum. Six life and one drum. Yeah, you're and, screwed. Yeah. You you are. Yeah, you're you're not doing anything. Now King Piccolo is actually a very good winner of this, and drum going to one is fair. Yeah. Um, you know, so so that's really good. You have Jiren, for example. Jiren is a red deck that functioned very much like any other red aggro deck except that it wasn't nearly as good. Uh, it's very much a turn three kill deck. And yeah, I know people watching this, oh, I can kill on turn two with my Jiren. Congratulations, yeah, you're an you... average turn three kill. Okay, yeah. <laughs> enough. Just accept the law of averages, move on. With it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 
that deck is a huge winner of this list because all the other competitors of that aggro range just got knocked the crud out, man. Yeah. Like, it's just Jiren is a huge winner of this. I think that the uh, the yellow deck Hekku is a big winner of this. <laughs> I don't cuss, okay? So it's Hekku. Just get over it. Get We're over it. That's for Goku from the new set. Yes. Um, it's actually a winner of this now because you get an extra turn, which means all this spirit boost nonsense, which really isn't that good, Unison has a better chance of actually surviving turn yeah. two. <laughs> and so, like, one negate, that Unison might live. Yeah. And so spirit boost leaders, really, they, they have a chance now. And Heku is a, is a unique and interesting deck that a lot of people have wanted to play, but they couldn't. Because even an eroded nerfed Mecha Frieza was better than that garbage. Yeah. Now, guess what's dead? And guess what can live? Heku is a winner of this list. And I would not be surprised if we saw it as the premier yellow deck moving forward. Hmm. Just because people want to play it. Now, will it stay and will it be the best? No, I, I, don't, I don't believe so. But I believe that you know, the first few regionals that we see, don't be surprised if a Heku and a Jiren Make it into that top cut. Uh, other set 14 decks that are very interesting, Videl actually has a chance now because it's a 5K leader, but the format just slowed down a little bit. She might actually not die the second you pass turn. So she has a chance too. And she has access to thwarting, which is another important tool to be able to have access to. She can do interesting things. So don't be surprised if she actually makes a comeback. And we're going to see a lot of decks with floodgates. So like the new Bardock leader, for example, any red deck with access to Topo, any green deck with access to Majin Buu, you're going to see those decks doing very well because they can now survive to play their floodgates. And so you're going to see floodgates be way more impactful this format. And so I think that we're going to see a return of counterplays in the main deck. Counterplays inherently slow the game down as well because they do nothing by themselves. They're not extenders in the normal sense of this attacks. They're extenders in the sense of this stops you stopping me. Yeah. We're going to see that come up as well. We're going to see an evolution of the game that's more than just, I'm going to play Soul Striker. I think that there are so many possibilities and so many decks that just move into the light because the aggro, the hyper aggro, is essentially dead. And the the unfair decks like Dark Broly are now fair. And so we enter a world of a new sense of fair, and a lot more decks get into that very broad term of fair now. Yeah. So I think that the winner list is is far greater than the loser list. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that Hatch is a loser. I do think that Hatch yeah, is a loser. Yeah, Hatch, yeah. Hatch is a loser. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one deck, though, that I wanted to bring up that I think, personally, can fit on both lists. Um, I think Blue Baby can fit on both Loser yep. and Winner. And my reasoning is is that, and it's funny because Mike and I had talked about this a couple weeks ago, how the the room is like over-prepared for Baby at this point. Everyone yes. knows it. Everyone's ready for it. Everyone's siding for it. If this hit does enough to take enough attention off of Blue Baby and people don't realize that the deck still can be powerful with this errata, it may have a window of time where that deck can still sneak in and, and do well. No, it won't. Soul Striker is on everyone's radar. Every blue counter hits Baby and hits Soul Striker. Yeah. 
Soul Striker being uh, in the crosshairs is exactly what you don't want to see. You want hyper aggro to be in the crosshairs. You don't want Soul Striker or other mid-range blue decks because counterplay is huge now. And blue counters are huge. So not only do you see the silver bullets that everybody in their mother's side decks, but you see counterplays maybe even being in the main deck. Like you might not even be able to take that game one anymore yeah. because they've got the counterplay for your Gohan and now you're in trouble. And now you have to, again, when you get to turn four, you can't play a Boonie anymore. Uh, you have to play your Majin Buu Unison, which you wanted to do anyway, don't get me wrong, but now you, you have to like prioritize those things. You can't choose a Boonie to put aggression in because if you fail to close the game out, which you will because you're baby, unless they're a hyper aggro, unless they're red Broly and they put themselves to one or two. Right, right. Now you have to have D-Magic. Now you... But then you demagic their first attack, but then your next one catches a counterplay. Over. Um, That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, they are still going to be siding the same cards. Now, do you think there will be an? Here's moving forward though. So let's say Soul Striker. I mean, Soul Striker is going to be extremely popular. Yeah. If sure. we get to a point where enough people are doing enough against Soul Striker that it could bring it down, do you think that could present that window? I think that that's a tough one. Ah. See, I almost disagree because the cards that are good against Soul Striker are not the same cards that are good against Baby. Cards that are good against like uh, Mai or like, you know, the little one drop silver bullets, those are not good against Soul Striker, but they're better against Baby now. Like, because you need to, un you need to untap more in Baby now because your cards cost more. But Soul Striker mm -hmm. does not rely on D magic whatsoever, whereas Baby has eight D magics essentially. So, like, sure, you would play my against Soul Striker. Why not? Because you would play it. It's a one drop barrier that draws a card. But it's like, I don't think mm -hmm. you're you're not siding that card in against Soul Striker. You know what I mean? The Kai that uh, makes it so if your opponent plays a card on your turn, you lose things. That's good against both. Holy cow! Who is playing that, bro? <laughs> Soul Striker will side it against the mirror map. Literally, I'm, I'm playing that. I'm literally playing that card right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> counterplays. Counterplays affect both of the decks very highly. Yeah. Right. Um, so no, I don't. I don't think that's true at all. You're right about the silver bullets, but like most people are going to side two silver bullets anyway. Sure. Is Morgos coming back? When you sit down. <laughs> when you sit down to build your side deck. Everybody just throws in two Crown of Retribution if they're red and two of the Silver Bullet if they're any color. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? That's just a, it's a side deck staple these days. Yeah. In a bad matchup, you still cycle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that I think that Baby will flourish the most if Soul Striker is the best. Because Soul Striker cannot pressure Baby nearly enough. Mm -hmm. True. Very true. Soul Striker yeah. depends on that combo. And yeah. a smart baby player, after a certain turn, will not touch the soul strike. I'll charge a Bojack the evildoer. I'm not going to attack anything but your unison until 17 comes down. Right, yeah. right. And so so I think that as long as soul striker itself is the best, that's good. But you will struggle against the matches who are more prepared to go against things like soul striker, against blue specifically. Mm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, that, those are fair points. I like I like talking to you guys about it too because I'm uh like I personally still haven't even played against Soul Striker. 
really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I literally just came back and I've played yeah. like at one locals. <laughs> I got so. you. Yeah. Nah, you'll, you'll hop right back on. The game's still actually super easy. Uh, the average level of player hasn't increased all that much. So it's just still like <laughs> just a better player than most people. The cool thing yeah. about Soul Striker, or I guess I'd say like really any blue yellow deck that plays a Masu, is this is actually like the only card that actually inter- interacts with Unisons in the entire game, right? So these. Four, four, four. No, no. Yeah. Zamasu the Eliminator is the only thing that counterplays a Unison that prevents it from being played. So. There's four. four cards that prevent it from being played? No. Oh, that prevent it from being played? There are two or three. I don't think there's two or three. There's Piccolo that negates its skills, but that still plays it. There's the one-cost uh, Sin Shinron thing. They'll never, they'll uh, never stop it from being so played. Ass. I, I, it still does it, though. <laughs> don't they just, don't they just mill still, something? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It still does it. It still does it. Whatever. Anyway. Um, this is the only good interaction. This is the only card that interacts with Unisons in a good way. Uh, it's like a it's like an indestructible card, which means it first of all it just draws a card, which is crazy, and it rests something, so it prevents an attack. Um, and then it's an indestructible, which means at any point in the game you have these extra one mana ten Ks you can just combo with at any time. Like overall, this card is broken. Plus, it's a check land, which didn't even it's a check land. Yeah, didn't yeah, even need to do all that. But it's the only card in the game that's actually good that interacts with unisons in this in this specific way, right? So like that gives blue yellow decks some type of advantage over every other type of deck so it's just something to keep an eye on you know it also interacts with the flex cards yeah because right, it, right. Play, it plays itself and then can right, counter then, the card yeah. if the card has deflect it can still tap it down with the right with the auto right, yeah. yeah yeah you can hit turning the tide card. oh man yeah you, you hit rosie you hit turning the tide you can hit plenty of shit with that i mean it's a great card it is um and Jimmy, you, you mentioned you haven't played against Soul Striker. Soul Striker is actually a very skill intensive deck right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is is not necessarily weird because that's kind of what Soul Striker has always been. Yeah. Any mid range deck requires some right. knowledge of the yeah. deck to be used. But it is also a deck that will heavily punish your opponent for not knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Very good deck. It is a very good deck. It lacks a definite win condition. Again, it just kind of seeks to win the game. It doesn't have the, the never-ending problem I'm of good. blue. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't have the I'm going to play this card and win the game. It simply says I'm going to win the game. Some yep. of them play uh, turning the tide, which is cute, not 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 cute. Um, and then Soul Striker, it's a great card to play as long as you get there. But a lot of I, a lot of Soul Striker games that I have seen really get there and you spend the whole game like building your resources and then you lose them all to a turning the tide that you yourself played mm-hmm. i don't know uh i don't know i like it's the deck I like the, it's, it's a good very good card. deck very good deck we're going to see it moving forward i do think that it will lose its reign as best deck i don't mm-hmm. think that we're I think that we're approaching a wide format because it's yep. a new band list. Yeah. And when oh, it yeah. narrows, definitely wide. When it when it narrows, I think Soul Striker might actually find itself outside of that window. Like it often does. So often we see Soul Striker come up into the meta, but it's always right outside that yeah. top three deck true. window. Yeah. It's like the last time when blue, the red blue one came in. Yeah. yeah. It's just because blue lacks the definite win condition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that tends to put it behind. Yeah. But we'll see. Who knows? 
Move yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. All right. That's a band list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other closing thoughts? Anything you guys wanted to add? No. Uh, yeah, I, I guess thanks for having us on, man. You know, we love Hermit Style. We love the community. They love the podcast. Always a pleasure to be on. Um, gotta get Mike back full time, man. You know, uh, <laughs> as much as I love being on the show, I also love listening to y'all talk about the game, man. So, uh, just shout out to you, shout out to him, everybody listening. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, Lots man. of fun. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, uh, I'm sure we will talk again very soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, everybody, that is our episode for today. So, um, Hopefully, you know, let us know what you guys think of the band list. If you agree, disagree with anything we talked about. And uh, we've got Hermit Style Fight Night coming up. I'm actually literally when this ends, I'm going in a call to select all the competitors of who will be in Fight Night. Um, doing a lot of cool stuff for that. It's on the Discord. And then we also have Hermit Style World Tournament coming up uh, just a few weeks after that. So, again, you get all the latest updates. Jump in the Discord. We're in there. And don't forget to join the giveaway. Um I'm not going to go through and say it because it's also in the Discord. <laughs> but uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, I got the real